0: Uh...
1: Are you ready to start? I am. (laughs) Okay. I'm ready. I was born ready.
0: Okay. I was born ready. I was born to do
1: this. (laughs) That makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) Is that what straight guys say, like right before they go in? I hope not. That's just like that gave me the shivers. Do straight guys
0: just Get all of their, like, pickup lines and precursor um preambles to sex from, like, the movie Die Hard. That's <laughs> true, right? <laughs> like, that's where they get all their, like, come-ons.
1: Is just Die
0: And Die Hard is... I've never, ever seen it, and I have no idea what it's about. But I've heard that it's kind of like an action movie Christmas movie, but, like, for straight people. So... It's relevant to the topic of this episode, which is Happy Holidays.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Queer Me Me.
0: Out. (laughs) I think the out was synchronized that time.
1: I think she was. We'll see. We'll see in the recording.
0: Yeah, like because I'm Daniel and I'm Benji. And this is Queer Me Out, the podcast where two flamboyant queers talk about the newest, the hottest, and the gayest in pop culture.
1: Yes, we do, honey. Yes, we do. And today, we're talking about Christmas. We're talking about the holidays. We're talking about solstice. We're talking about Yule.
0: Yes, whatever you call it. However, it makes you feel whether it gives you warm memories of years gone past, or it <laughs> makes you filled with trauma and regret. We're talking about the yeah.
1: <laughs> to me, my main takeaway in the holidays, like, I think it's just a time to overeat. It's just an excuse to overeat for me. What about you? <laughs> like, it's an excuse for ham. <laughs> It's an excuse for excessive binge eating. And I love binge eating holidays specifically. And you know what I'm talking about. Like Thanksgiving, Christmas. Like what else is a holiday where you really just eat?
0: I feel like obviously not Those everybody. But Easter is like not celebrated probably by as many people or as heartily or extensively as like Christmas and Thanksgiving. But like I would consider for people who do celebrate Easter, Easter can be kind of a... Pretty food filled. Because it's spring and like... I guess, but it's like,
1: I never do like a big Easter party. Like, I'm sure, you know what I mean? What if we were like an Easter gay?
0: Well, I don't think Easter, I don't think Easter falls on a solstice of any kind, does
1: it? (laughs) It does. It's like the spring. It's the spring equinox. Oh, well, I'm just stupid. (laughs) It's the spring equinox, girl. But
0: spring equinox doesn't get as much attention as the winter. It doesn't.
1: It doesn't.
0: Like, does it's it th- not signify anything of importance?
1: No, it, it signifies fertility, baby. Like, think about it. Rabbits? The reason why they're, like, the Easter has rabbits is because rabbits are a fertility symbol because fucking, like, rabbits, do you know No what way! Mean? And eggs, too. Eggs, like, it's fertility. Like, it's all about growth. Do you know what I mean? It's all about, like, the flowers growing and, like, your stomach, you know what I mean. It's about oh my god, make a baby. Oh my god, it,
0: it! I didn't realize that Easter used pagan symbols too.
1: Honestly, they all do. I mean, it makes sense. Like Chris, Christmas is very pagan.
0: Yes, I did. I've read that before. It's kind of like the big, like ha ha, nanny nanny boo boo to like. Christians. Is that like it was pagan all over. I know?
1: What do you think about Krampus, girl?
0: Krampus is cool. I actually, to be honest, I don't know of the origins of Krampus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I do know he's like a demon goat Santa guy, right? <laughs> yeah. There are so many demon goats in mythology.
1: Is it bad to say that like
0: I myself can I, I consider myself Really
1: toxic. I'm a little turned on by Krampus. <laughs> that,
0: that's disgusting. <laughs> and you need to get some holy water immediately. I'm going to call your mom. I'm going to tell call her. About, Carol. You know, yeah, I'm going to tell her. I'm going to be like, your son is into goats.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Something happened. We're back. But we're talking about goats. What do you mean you're going to call my mother and tell her about Krampus?
0: I don't know. It just seemed like the natural response. Like Daniel is into something that it finally feels like. Carol has nothing to do with this.
1: No. (laughs) Carol, Carol listens to this podcast and sometimes I'm like can you not listen to this podcast
0: your whoa well, your mom does not listen to this
1: she listened to the first few episodes girl
0: you want to know something my mom doesn't I don't my mom doesn't even know this exists
1: Kim, stay in the dark. You don't want to know about this.
0: <laughs> like, I can't believe with the amount of times that you referenced genitalia, buttholes, and just,
1: like, gay sex in general. I just, I can't believe that she listened to it. I know. I think my sister just told her. And, like, I was like,
0: ooh. Well, see, the benefit, like, it's funny. It's like, if you think I'm a boomer, my mom is actually a boomer. <laughs> Like literally, <laughs> and she is a boomer, y'all. And she does like. There's no way that she knows. Like a, I don't think she knows what Spotify is. B, I don't think she knows how to get on it. C, I don't think she knows what a podcast is either. Like, I would be kind of surprised. Wow. So it's like, and it's not like, like it's not like I like don't you know? I just, it's not like I specifically don't want her to hear. I just, I've never thought about it before.
1: Kim. Get I wonder um, what Kim thinks of me. My mom lo- my mom loves you. What is Kim like during the holidays?
0: Um, a little frantic. She's always... She thinks Christmas is like literally... Like seriously. She thinks it's the most important time of year. Not that that's weird. Like a lot of people do. But I mean... Yeah. It's like It took a couple years. Like it took several years for her to get used to. And I don't even know if I would call it that. To me you know, not really being able to, like, come home for Christmas. Like, it's devastating for her. She still gets upset about it when I talk to her on the phone about it. She'll be like, what about Christmas? What about family? What about love? What about all of us?
1: See, that's the thing about Christmas. Sometimes there's too much pressure. It is. It inspires really intense emotional reactions in people. It's funny because I was watching, I just watched the Jinx and Ben de la Creme Christmas special. And they were kind of talking about the same thing. Like Chris, like pa- they had a song about like passive aggressive Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it kind of is that though. Yeah. That's,
0: I think that's a big part of Christmas tradition. Like there has to be this heady mix of guilt and sacrifice and condemnation for other people's practices and their own feelings about Christmas that goes into how people
1: interact and engage in the holiday exactly <laughs> it's it's a tense time for everyone yeah what do you think about christmas songs let's get into the let's get into the meat of this
0: la musica christmas songs so I, something that I have been thinking a lot about this particular Christmas is, you know, what, what meaning do Christmas songs really have just in the larger context of music? Like, what is their importance? What role do they play? Are they really annoying
1: and terrible? I think they're annoying. I like a little dose of them, but too much. And I'm, I'm sick of them.
0: mm -hmm. I'm sick of them. I mean that's kind of like me in a relationship but <laughs>
1: <laughs> you really just gotta you know once a week that's enough time to see you <laughs> yeah like it's always like at the beginning of a relationship i always am like you like like our
0: date's a half hour <laughs> long
1: <laughs> You're like, like, I can't let you see me longer than 20 minutes because you'll realize how much of a psycho I am. (laughs) Like, I'll turn into a pumpkin.
0: (laughs) Or I'll just pick up a pumpkin and throw it at you. Like, I don't know.
1: (laughs) That's relatable content.
0: Whoosh, it is. Like, you know. But self-deprecating humor aside, (laughs) sorry, I couldn't say that with a straight face. (laughs) i never, we're, we're never going to shelve that. Um, but yeah, Christmas songs. I've been thinking a lot about the role that they play. And, you know, like you said, are they really, in, <laughs> are they really annoying or are mm-hmm. they, um, do they ha- serve some kind of cultural importance or some like carrier of nostalgia that is to the point where we need them in some way, shape or form, or is it both? Or is it neither? And then that brings us to something really important, which is like, and then which ones
1: are gay? Yes. Which songs are gay? Which Christmas songs are gay? Are all Christmas songs gay? Right. And when we say
0: gay, we could be talking about a lot of things. (laughs) Like, we could mean actually gay in terms of, like, there are two men in the song, which, like, there aren't a lot of those.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Or just like two different, like two lesbians, two whatever, like Yeah. Just like sexual orientations.
0: Yes. Just sexual orientations that aren't heterosexual. Like or it
1: could be culturally and aesthetically gay. Right. Like can't. And that is where everything falls under. Yeah. Most of them. Speaking of sure. the gay umbrella. We made an outline for this podcast and my favorite or for this episode, my favorite thing on the outline is literally snow, hate it or love it, is snow gay? (laughs) (laughs) Why did I write that? That is the best thing. So do you think snow is gay?
0: So, if we're talking about, like, meteorologically, (laughs) if we're talking about all weather conditions, what is the gayest weather condition? Think about it. Mm. Like, from a camp value. So, snow ruins people's lives. Like, snow causes car accidents. Snow ruins people being able to get places. Like, is snow the vengeful, regretful, hateful, velvet, rageful gay man of weather conditions?
1: Yes. Now that I've said it, I think yeah. I think the gayest. I think the gayest weather is like a hurricane. (laughs) Explain. (laughs) I don't know because, like, for one, there's like rain. Like rain is very gay. Like rain on me, like wet. It's like sexy. It's like. It's hot, you know what I mean. Rain, like, and but rain is also like sadness. It's like intense emotion. So there's that layer. There's wind. There's movement. Movement is very gay. Like just like (laughs) like make (laughs) your like wind is gay. You're right. When there's a lot of gay energy?
0: And it's like invisible, which like, <laughs> I, listen, pull 10 gay people and ask if they've ever felt invisible before. And you tell me that you don't get uproarious responses.
1: So it's like the combination of those three energies, which I feel like creates like the gayest weather. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I can't really,
1: I can't argue with
0: that. Like, okay, hurricanes are gay spiritually.
1: I believe. So, you what know. are your favorite? What do you think are the top five? We made a collection for y'all. The top five gayest holiday songs.
0: Okay, so I thought a lot about this, and just for, just for the sake of being able to narrow it down and give a structure to it. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to come up with a, with criteria and I don't mean this to exclude songs or to leave out songs that are Christmas songs that like a lot of people love or that a lot of gay icons sing, but I needed to have some kind of like device Mm -hmm. for narrowing it. So the one that I came up with was that I think that the song itself has to be gay. And that could be for any of the reasons that we've already said. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. But we can't like it doesn't make any sense to just be like, oh my god, this version by Christina Aguilera or this version by Yeah like Mariah Carey is We're like kind of doing
1: like traditional ones.
0: Just because they sang it. Because exactly. you could make that argument for any Christmas song. Like we could say any Christmas song is gay just because Mariah Carey sang it. Of course. <laughs> Mariah Carey, like Mariah Carey could sing I'm a little teapot and it would be gay.
1: <laughs> of course. That'd can
0: you imagine? True. Do you know what's funny about that, though? Is that like, you know how, you know how tea kettles whistle? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, it's her. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like I'm i love a little love teapot it. short and stout and it like ends in like just this whistle note that only dogs can hear. I love it. I I love it. So my the first, and Aunt Daniel, I almost called you Aniel. Like, what's that even
1: mean? <laughs> Excuse me? Aniel. Aniel. Please. Aniel <laughs> <Danielle laughs> Marie. It's like a bad cat name. Aniel. Oh Aniel. So what's the gayest Christmas song?
0: Well, so I didn't do these in particular order. Because that's too that was too hard for me. So I just came up with five that I feel like are interesting to think about. And please interject. Like, if there's other ones you can think of, please add. Oh,
1: honey, don't worry. I'm going to interject.
0: Yeah, I, I know. You're going to add whether I like it or not. <laughs> um, that's fine. <laughs> I'm used to it by now. It's
1: been ten long years of this. So the first one, I think is very gay. hmm Is have yourself a merry little Christmas. It is
0: very gay. And there are I can't think of them off the top of my head because I've done a little bit of research as
1: always. I try to I try to put that out. Then she's the research queen.
0: Research queen, oh my god.
1: I'm the opinions queen.
0: Yeah, well this is why our love just makes
1: sense. <laughs> so who started it? Cuz I just is the Judy version the original?
0: It is so. Judy Garland sang this song originally in the film um, "Meet Me in St. Louis," which, which is funny because it's not actually a true holiday movie. It does. It's a movie that follows a family. Um, I believe it's like the late 1800s or something like that, who are going through an entire year of the seasons changing. And they basically, Mm -hmm. the patriarch of the family decides that he is going to move the family to New York to, like, seek out new opportunities, I believe. And the family spends, like, the whole time kind of, like, fretting about, like, leaving St. Louis and what it's going to mean for their family.
1: Okay. And I don't think that this is really a spoiler alert. I feel like, girl, let's be honest, honest. who is going to watch this movie? Do you know why That is offensive. I'm so pissed, said. <laughs> Who is going to listen to Queer Me Out and be like, this random movie from the 19... 19- what year did it come out? The 1940s. Well, now I feel...
0: I think so? Hold on. See, now I have to, like, Google it. It's a, I would feel embarrassed when I have to Google stuff for this show. It came out in 1944, so congratulations. <gasps> I was right. But yes. When favorite, she says... Favorite when
1: Literally in this song the iconic lyric is make the yule tide gay.
0: Yes. And I did my research and there are a couple other like more like well known christmas songs that do use gay. to mean happy because gay meant happy for a of while. Course. So like there are some other ones that use it but it's something about
1: the way she says it.
0: The way she says it and the tone of the song
1: because and also the fact that it's literally Judy Garland.
0: Right, and our rule is that this person singing it can't be what makes it gay, but it doesn't hurt that she, <laughs> you know, like I'm not trying to cause controversy and collusion, but I'm just saying that she is, you know, it does it doesn't hurt that she's the one who's singing it originally. So do she, you, excuse me. <laughs> so
1: excuse she does fucking mouth.
0: So she sings this in a scene where it's Christmas time and her and all of her younger siblings are, it's really hitting them that they're leaving to go to New York. And they're really sad that this is like their last Christmas in St. Louis. So they're singing about, so she, so she sings this song while she's wistfully looking out the window and thinking about what's going to happen to them. And I think a lot of people, this is such a powerful song for this year our Lord's Year of 2020, because you know it's been such a hard year. And like this song is probably the most melancholy Christmas song, which I also think kind of adds. Oh my god, Lana Del Rey should do it. She, oh my god, she would be fantastic doing a version of
1: this. Love yourself. <laughs> She'd be so good.
0: Oh so merry good. little Christmas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. <laughs>
0: it just has these like terrible yeah. uh, phrases from like the um, Born to Die era. He said, started. "Do you
1: want a party?" I said, "Yes, yes, yes." <laughs> That's my favorite Lana Del Rey lyric.
0: Yeah, the way she says it is so meaningful.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, do you remember back to have yourself a merry little Christmas? Do you remember? Benji and I, did, didn't did we perform this song at a Christmas bingo in drag? No, 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 no. That was the Mariah Carey song. But we did this song, too. No, we didn't. I think I, because I remember physically going, make the Yuletide gay.
0: Oh, my God. Do you know what? You did this song by yourself.
1: Okay, I thought you were in it, too. Maybe no. I was getting... Because we did the Mariah Carey one together.
0: Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember. And didn't I you did. take snowflakes and throw them into the
1: crowd? Yeah. The song. And I also had, like, jingle bells in my tits. So, like, when I would shake them, it would be like, ching,
0: Yeah, so Daniel Daniel was dressed like a really funny, like, like Midwestern
1: aunt. <laughs> yeah, like, a, just a... I can't be like Grandma Christmas.
0: Yeah, with like a sweater. And um, he sang this song. And like, I just want to repeat what he said. He like shimmied for emphasis during this like really sad, like melancholy ballad about having such a crappy year. So just I think mean, about that.
1: 2020 though, I'm literally shimmying on OnlyFans trying to get money <laughs> from this terrible year. You do not have There's an a lot of parallels. You don't have an OnlyFans. If anyone wants me to go to OnlyFans, comment on this podcast. You make so many promises to the people who listen to this show. <laughs> I'm, I'm not promising them anything. I'm just saying, if they want to see me on OnlyFans, tell me. If they'd pay $9.99 a month for this, Jelly, I not know. <laughs> Girl,
0: asking you shall receive. <laughs> so, so I do think that there's something innately queer about you know, singing a song about, like, that's so sad and melancholy that okay. also has the word gay in it, and it just makes it very ironic. Um, the next
1: gay song.
0: Such an iconic song. Santa Baby is very gay. Yeah. it. See, I feel like this is kind of, like, a short, this is going to be a short explanation. Like, it just is. Duh. It's like, Don't yeah.
1: hurry down the chimney tonight. See, like, gay it's just asking for you to like do a little like gay cabaret dance. Like that song's begging you to do that.
0: And that's funny because I performed <laughs> this song at that show too.
1: Cause it's, it's perfect for a little cabaret. Like it's very like,
0: yeah, it
1: has it all. It, it, sh- it has it all.
0: You can like put your finger up to your lips and go like, uh, and you can mm-hmm. like pout and you can shimmy and you can slink and you can like do a little bit of like a, a little striptease
1: a little burlesque moment so that's like gay 101 like if you don't know that santa baby is gay like i think this podcast isn't for you <laughs> <laughs> it's listen it's it is gay and
0: you know the hyper materialism is gay the tone is gay <laughs> the level of sexiness is gay and then again it's not the reason it's on the list because it can't be but then it ha- it's another song along with um, some of the other songs on this list where it has a very, like, high potential for, like, divas that happen to be gay icons to sing it. Which, like, there are a lot of examples. Like, Madonna has done this song. Kylie Minogue has done this song.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's, like, a popular cover. Wait, I just... I just had a flashback, girl. Yeah, Do you know the song Christmas Tree by Lady Gaga?
0: I do. <laughs> I do know that song.
1: And I listen to it every year. I, I remember... The it. only place you'll want to be is underneath my Christmas tree. And it's funny because Christmas tree is kind
0: of a confusing metaphor for vagina. Don't you it think? Is. Like it's sort of like don't you want to see my Christmas tree? And it's kind of like what shape is that Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about?
1: I guess her... Does that mean her, like, pussy is very, like, furry? Like, like does that mean there's a lot of hair? Because, like, a Christmas tree is, like, very bushy. Does it smell of pine? Lady Gaga, we have questions. <laughs> we have so many questions. Like, is it decorated? I don't know if this counts as a holiday song, per se, but a holiday performance that I think is one of my favorite christmas gay songs. I don't know if you've seen this girl, but have you seen the Patty LaBelle this Christmas? Mm-mm. Oh, girl. There's this clip of Patty LaBelle doing a Christmas performance. It's it's literally like at the inauguration of Bill Clinton or something. Or no, it's just a Christmas event with Bill Clinton. So it's a big event. And Patty LaBelle gets on stage and she's like this Christmas, where are my background singers? None of the background singers are there. Oh my God. And then she's singing. And then she's like, she's singing this Christmas. And she's like, honey, with the cue cards. She's like, you're going to go fast. Like everything that goes wrong, goes wrong in this performance. And Patty LaBelle is just trying to steer it around. She's being a trooper. Her background singers come in literally halfway through the performance. And it's really funny because, I mean, obviously,
0: background singers are important to, like, any song, especially live performances. But, like, that mm-hmm. song in particular has, you know, it has, like, a gospel element to it.
1: It's a very gospel song. And the whole time she's like, "Where are my background singers! <laughs> Can you and I would literally, I would go into full-blown panic. I'd she would like, have, oh, my
0: God. Oh, my God. I'm not going to sound the must have
1: fired them afterwards. It was so funny when they came in literally halfway through the show.
0: Like, I want, I, I wonder if there, I'm sure that there is like an article about it somewhere about like everyone do yourself
1: it. a favor and look up Patty Labelle this Christmas.
0: And that is like, put that in the search bar. Like, don't like, like I don't know what Patty Labelle is up to this Christmas. Make sure you're trying to find a performance. Okay, <laughs> it's good. But if you're interested in what she's doing this Christmas, I'm sure that's cool too. She's making those sweet potato pies. Yeah, smells at Walmart. I think I'm. I think I think I've had them before, and I think they're good. Like they're pretty good for a store bought pie.
1: I haven't, but maybe we should get one. Yeah, let us know in the comments if you want us to buy Patty Lapel. La- <laughs> no, <I don't> <laughs> Sweet potato pies and have a sweet potato pie mukbang and review uh, it. We I wanna do mukbang really bad on this spot. I think I think we should do that. We should do a mukbang and we should choose a restaurant and we'll both just eat that restaurant. I think it'd be fun if we also got the same thing so we'd be able to discuss them.
0: That would be fun. Yeah, I don't the only like I mukbangs have such a strong
1: visual element, but I mean They do. Maybe we'll post it. Let us but know if never, you want to mukbang, post it. It's
0: never stopped us before. I mean, songs also have a strong audio element and you don't get to listen to any of them. So, <laughs> like, on the pod. You just to, like, go and find it yourself. Like, oh, my God. We
1: could also do an Instagram live mukbang. Oh, my God.
0: You can go, you can, like, go on Instagram, like, live. Live? <laughs> Benji's a boomer, y'all. Say it one more goddamn time.
1: Benji as a boomer. <laughs> I warn you. Which, <laughs> which brings us to the next song I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. So this one's a little complicated. <laughs> this is because there's a very heterosexual element.
0: Right. So here now, this is very much reliant upon your understanding of camp. So stay with me here. Right. So I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. If we're just talking about the, the the traditional version of the song, the idea of mommy kissing Santa Claus to me is you know, like there's something really gay about that, spiritually. Okay, like. Like, the idea that, like, you're having an affair with, like, this mythical figure who's, like, very much about, like, you know, children and spreading joy and stuff. And you're, like... Uh Uh-oh. There's a whole image involved. And then it's, like, it's besmirched by the fact that you're, like, having an affair with Santa Claus.
1: (laughs) Okay. We need to talk about the elephant in the room here. Oh, did you want to say something? The elephant in the room... Is that this song talks about the sexualization of Santa? (laughs) Do you think Santa is hot? And would you fuck Santa Claus?
0: Um, so let's see, what about in the in the last episode? Who did you ask this about? I'm trying to remember. You asked me if I if I thought
1: Karl Marx. (laughs) 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 They're similar. You know they are now. They're similar. I think Santa's hotter, though.
0: I was gonna say Karl Marx. I'm not like I don't. I don't have a strong feeling about it. Santa, <laughs> yes, I do think there's something kind of hot and berry about Santa.
1: I think there's something hot about like him, like being outside in the cold, Ugh. and like he has the big sack
0: exact
1: so like he has like muscles he's muscle. like kind of like he's like a muscle daddy muscle daddy <laughs> and yeah. yeah yeah also like you get on obviously like you get on the good list like you get extra presents or do you get on the naughty list <laughs> <laughs>
0: think about it think about it think about it so that part of the song like I mean and you just gave a really like that was a really good example like that's why that song is kind of gay because you can go on to kind of places like that with it so like that's That's one reason but then if you think about like the plot twist of the song like spoiler alert: the plot twist of the song is like it's funny because Santa is actually dad so like mommy's kissing Santa Claus because Santa is just her husband (laughs) Yes,
1: that's the that's the ending. Which that makes it a, that makes it not gay. Right, like that's straight. So like just for So I guess I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus is like very up in the air. It's like it's straight in some ways, it's gay in some ways, like
0: Yes. And that's and that and then so to add a third layer to it, and then that makes it gay again. Because the fact that it like part of it's gay and part of it isn't. And it is subversive, even <laughs> more subversive, and then it's like double gay.
1: Okay, I can see that logic.
0: Then to make this song even gayer, and again, we're talking lyrically here, not you know by who sings it. There's a version of this song that stays pretty true to the original version, but it's by RuPaul, and so it's not on this list because it's by RuPaul. Mm-hmm. It's on this list because RuPaul did a version that was just called I Saw Daddy Kissing Santa Claus. Yeah. On her 1997 Christmas album, Ho, Ho, Ho.
1: I love that. Yeah. And so
0: obviously this song is just gay all the way around. Because, like, if Daddy's kissing Santa Santa Claus and we're to assume, because, you know, it's 1997, if we're to assume that Daddy – is probably married to mommy. Then this song, like I saw daddy kissing Santa Claus is just saying that some dude snuck into your house dressed as Santa and dad started kissing him. And, and, you know, in no way, shape or form are the people who are doing the kissing, like in a relationship with each other, you know, that's hot. yeah. (laughs) So it's just like Santa crept into our house at night and daddy was like, Oh, Hey Santa. And then they started kissing. Like it's,
1: Oh my god It's just
0: straight up gay
1: <laughs> That's great. That's very gay
0: And then if you do want Girl, to take you're away you're making the, me
1: perspire a little bit
0: Yeah and then if you want to take away The part about you know The singer of the song not If you want to include the singer Of the song the fact like RuPaul's a drag queen And is singing it I mean that just takes it up to a 10 <laughs> It does But we're not doing that here <laughs> Not on this. We are, but we're not. No, we're not. I don't care what you say. We're not
1: doing that. I don't care who you are. We're just informing you of the context. Okay. What's the next Christmas song? Holy night. (laughs) Um, No, but I mean, that's your reason. Poppers and holy night, girl.
0: So this one is. You could make an argument that it has a lot to do with the type, like the long list of divas who have sang it, and obviously lyrically, this one is not very gay. So this one's a little bit of a stretch, like a kind of. I don't think this song is gay. Well, I'm offended. Controversy. You should apologize. I accept your
1: apology. The only thing I part I think is gay is the whole part, and that's just a cheap pun. I mean, isn't that kind of like your thing? <laughs> kind of You know, it's like- a song that I think is really gay. What I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I agree with you. It does that. Yeah, because like it's
0: <laughs> high camp. That's the. That's high camp. That's high camp. Because it's like, because in case you didn't figure it out or realize from the song, a hippopotamus is a terrible <laughs> Christmas present. Like, they, I don't know if y'all know this, but hip, hippopotam- <laughs> hippopotami are, they like, like, they have tusks. Like, they're not cute. They're yeah. actually really dangerous. Like,
1: several. They kill people, more people every year than, like, lions and shit. Yeah. Like, they
0: kill people. They're not. It's a bad Christmas present. That's why that sounds funny.
1: But for some reason, in the context of that song, I think of, like, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Like, in my brain, the visual example is, like, a ballerina hippopotamus to me. Oh! Like, yeah. in the Disney Fantasia. Like, that's the image that I get when I listen to that song. And that is very gay.
0: Yeah, that's gay, too. <laughs> well,
1: thank you It's for- also about, like, wanting excessive gifts. And, like, right. that's just gay. Yeah, it's about
0: being, like, a spoiled brat.
1: Like, I I don't want toys like the other kids. I want a live
0: safari animal. (laughs) That's dangerous and really hard to feed.
1: That we don't have a proper enclosure. When you say it like that, that's very, like, white culture. (laughs) Wanting... shit white people do. (laughs) I want a safari animal for
0: Christmas. Just wanting something that's just completely impossible
1: and out of bounds. (laughs) I love hippopot have you seen the baby hippopotamuses though? Those are really cute.
0: I have. Like there's pygmy ones too. Yeah,
1: those ones are cute. They're not Maybe scary. she wanted a pygmy out. <laughs> hippopotamus. That
0: is that's kind of her out. It's like if you like that doesn't I mean it's still not a great pet, but like <laughs> it feels a little it feels a little bit less ridiculous and therefore a little bit less gay. For it to be a pygmy hippopotamus, <laughs> so very cool. Um, she So my my argument for "Oh Holy Night" is like I feel like this song belongs on the list because it it's kind of gay due to mood tone and the expectations of the performer. So lyrically, it is not very gay. In terms of it, doesn't have a camp factor. But it is very dramatic. And it
1: is.
0: It has a lot of sustained notes in it.
1: Which is gay. Gays love a sustained note.
0: And I feel like it exists solely for the purpose of people being able to put like a whistle note in it. And I. Put the caveat in my notes very specifically that please note that the song is not gay because gay icons often sing it. It is gay because the song itself sort of beckons that it be sung by a gay icon. Wow. And and then if we want to add an element of camp, like, it is kind of funny that, you know, a Christian song kind of has become, like, the Diva Christmas song. Like, it's, a, it's literally yeah. about... And it's kind of a very grandstandy Christmas song.
1: Do you know what song that reminds me of that I think is very gay? What? I don't know the name, but it's you hear it everywhere. It's like what song is that? Oh shit. Sweet Silver Bells. Isn't that the um
0: oh that's the um the Carol of the Bells, right?
1: Maybe, the Carol of the Bells, everyone fucking knows what I'm talking about. That song is also very gay.
0: It, it, it's the Carol
1: of the Bells. Because it's very dramatic.
0: Yeah, it's Carol of the Bells. Hard cow the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, throw cares away, Christmas is
1: here, bringing good cheer, too young and old, me getting the ball. It's very, like, aggressively gay. It it's is. Like, it's in your face. That song it's is- It's like that theater kid in college that sings in the hallway and doesn't give a fuck. And they just sing louder and louder.
0: It is. It's a song that's about volume and sheer force. Like, it is yelling at you. It is telling you that you better be fucking (laughs) merry.
1: Be merry or I'll fucking kill you.
0: (laughs) I hope you're happy.
1: I hope you're happy now.
0: Oh, look. Oh, how they pound.
1: (laughs) Wow. That is maybe the song is gayer than I thought.
0: <laughs> Raising their sound. O'er Hill and Dale. Who's Dale? <laughs> Telling their tale. What's a Dale
1: Dale? Okay, the the last gay Christmas song. I mean, this is actually perfect. Last Christmas. I think this song is also very gay. Heartbreak is very like gay to me. It- <laughs> Maybe that's just me because I've experienced it too much.
0: Um, So a dale is a valley, especially a broad one. So a wide dip.
1: Uh, Tell me more. No, I mean, that's it. So last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Yeah, so Last Christmas is another
0: one. Like, obviously, George Michael has a lot to do with the song, and George Michael was gay. But this song has a little bit of pronoun intrigue in it, where, like, if you're really following the narrative, there's a couple times where he says he, or references, like, there being a man, and you're not sure if he's talking about him or the other person. And, like, if you think about it, it's kind of like, You know, I think that at the time the song was released, you know, he wasn't out yet. And obviously, you know, there couldn't be like a very direct like, oh, you know, I'm talking about my boyfriend. But like that's something that we see throughout history. Like there's a lot of songs where if you look really carefully, you can kind of see like, oh, I think that that line about talking about like man was talking about like another person, not the singer. You know, and it's like that kind of gives you a little bit of like the reference. So there's a couple points in the song. Where it is, um, you know, kind of sounds like he's talking about a male lover. Oh, my God. I didn't even notice that. Also, it's very soapy and dramatic. It's an ironic gay Christmas song, because if you listen really closely, like if the chorus wasn't telling us that all this happened last Christmas, you wouldn't really know that it took place during Christmas. So, like, a Christmas song that isn't actually about Christmas, but it's just about your lover breaking up with you?
1: Gay. The argument is over. Yeah. Any dissensions, write in the comments. Actually don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested. So, out of all of those, what do you think is the gayest Christmas song? Um. Oh, that's hard.
0: Uh, I'm kind of torn between Last Christmas and Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas for, like, two totally different reasons. Wow. Okay. They're the ones Mine? that are
1: the hardest for me. Like, they're very spiritual. Yeah. Mine is Santa Baby, hands down. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that, that like, you know, I, that's not one of the ones I'm stuck on, but I think... It just makes you want to be gay yeah like how can you listen to santa baby and not want to be like oh i'm a cute little like it come on <laughs> you're right now hurry down the christmas wait hurry down <laughs> the chimney tonight hurry down the christmas hurry down my christmas tree hurry like lady gaga would know about that <laughs> Um,
0: the only thing the only place you want to be the
1: other part of the other Christmas media I need to discuss on this podcast do you have anything you want to do so what's your actually I'm jumping ahead too much what is your final girl because you have to choose one
0: I had to go with have yourself a merry little Christmas but I'm not sure why because it's probably, out of all of them, it's probably the one that is, like, the. it doesn't have as strong as an argument. Like, there's one one line she says, make the Yuletide Tide." Yeah, gay. and
1: that's a really gay lyric. Right. It kind of... That one lyric has a lot of pull. Yeah. Like, make the Yuletide
0: gay in a song that's essentially about having a really shitty holiday and, like, the whole year being sad. There's something really gay about that. So, yeah, that's my final. And then just a very, very quick detour, if you can even call it that, is I want to make sure that I snuff this out right away because it's really funny. I was talking to my friend on the phone, and when I told him that we were doing this, he was immediately like, oh, well, like, I know that All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey is, like, on your list. And I was like, actually, it's not. And I was like, actually, I thought that people would be upset by that, so I actually wrote a part in my notes (laughs) where I – specifically said why I didn't include it. And the reason why I don't include that song is because you could make similar similar arguments to it. It's like, oh, holy night for it being on there because it's a good diva song. But if you really think about it, it's like, this song has been covered a lot mm-hmm. so far. But I feel like in general, it actually isn't as much of a diva song because No one tries to do the song usually exactly the way Mariah Carey did it because it's a little too on the nose. And you can't compete with how crazy her vocals are in the song. So usually most versions kind of pale in comparison to the original. And like I said at the beginning, you can't say like, oh, the song is gay because like the vocals are really devalicious and stuff. And then if we're just talking lyrically, it's like lyrically, it's not very gay at all. Like it's like I miss my boyfriend. And it's not particularly sad and it's not Yeah. Yeah. It's just like if you think about the song as a whole, there you could obvious you could make arguments for it being gay, for sure. But like in the context of this list, it doesn't seem to fit as much. It feels like a little bit of a stretch. Like it's too okay. hard it's too hard to say that it's not because it's Mariah singing it. And that's why I don't think it's a good fit.
1: Wow! If you disagree with Benji, write in the comments. Actually, don't. All <laughs> you Mariah, what's her a Mariah? Lamb? I know. I know there are gays that are fucking obsessed with Mariah. Yeah, they're called lambs, right? The lambs are mad right now.
0: Bad. Do they like? Are they related to Krampus in any way?
1: <laughs> I hope so. I want to go to like a Krampus festival or like a Krampus parade. Have you seen those? No. The videos of the, there's like a parade where like, there's just like a bunch of furry devil goat demon creatures in costume parading around the town. And I think there's nothing more that shares the Christmas spirit of love and togetherness than. Furry. Satan's back end. Furry Furries. Like, how is that not just (laughs) furries? I guess. Let me know. Let us know in the comments if you think Krampus is a furry. I'd rather it that you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So that brings us to the next section. Gay. Like, we're going to talk about Christmas movies. What do you think about Christmas movies?
0: As another ongoing trend is that everyone will probably notice is like I'm not as much of a movie person as I am a music person. Like I don't have a lot of feelings about Christmas movies. But did you watch the Dolly mu- the Dolly Christmas movie? No, I still haven't. Can you give can you tell me a little bit about what it's about without like spoiling anything? Okay.
1: Everyone go to Netflix and watch the Dolly Parton Christmas movie.
0: What's it called?
1: dolly parton's christmas in the square okay sounds a little weird so it's about this really cute small town and dolly parton is in the small town and she's a beggar literally no literally. No, no no literally her hair is done her makeup is on but she's wearing racks And she's begging for money. And it's this cute little town. And they're all happy that it's Christmas. And then the mean mayor comes in. And she evicts everyone in this town on Christmas Eve. She's like, you need to get out by Christmas Eve. Like people who aren't living in houses. (laughs) No, they're the
0: townspeople. Wait, why? Oh, am I not? Is that spoiler? Because
1: she owns the town and she wants to, girl. She's over it. She wants to build a mall in the town. Oh, I. Okay. And so then it turns out this isn't a spoiler because you find out in a little bit. Dolly Parton really isn't a beggar, she's an angel, and she was just pretending to be one to see if they were a good person. And Dolly says, I'm going to get change out of you somehow. And instead of physical change, girl, she was talking about change in the heart of
0: heart. Oh my God.
1: Change oh. of heart. Oh my God. So then Dolly Parton is this angel. So like, it's like a Scrooge McDuck character or whatever. Scrooge, whatever.
0: McDuck.
1: McDuck. I'm just thinking of the DuckTales <laughs> version. No,
0: that. No, no, so version. funny, but that's your frame <laughs> of reference. For the Charles Dickens
1: I mean, girl. Is this
0: the the DuckTales one?
1: That's the best one. Okay. Mama, that's, I don't know what you're talking about. That's the only Christmas Carol. So that is the general premise of this movie. And to make it gayer, there's a priest, and guess what the priest's name is? Tell me what the priest's name is. Christian. (laughs) That's such a gay name. (laughs) Christian the Christian Priest. Like, what? Christian the Christian. Do you want to know something? Oh, go ahead. So that's what the Dolly Parton Christmas movie is. It's also a musical. It's very camp. It's probably the cheesiest and corniest movie I've ever seen. But it's perfect in every way. And Dolly Parton is stunting on these outfits as an angel. Like, she's incredible.
0: Wow. Um, Do you know what's funny about that, though? What? So, I don't think this is a particularly well-known movie, but, like, the only other Christmas movie I know of Dolly Parton's is also about her being an angel. See? (laughs) Did you know that? No, she is this Christmas movie. I watched it a couple years ago because it was, I think, it was free on Amazon Prime. I don't know if it still is, but it's called Unlikely Angel, and it came out in 1996 on CBS, so it was like a TV movie. (laughs) Basically, Dolly Parton plays like a bar. She's like a she's like a lounge singer who like sings in local bars. And she, you know, this isn't a spoiler either because it happens really early in the movie. It's like she dies in a car accident on her way home from the bar. And she goes up to heaven and the angels were like, or God or whoever. I don't remember. Maybe it's St. Peter. Someone at the gates (laughs) is Mm -hmm. like, oh, you have been like a nasty woman and you can't come in here. But we're not going to make you go to hell either because you like haven't really been particularly bad. You've just been kind of meh. Like your time, your time on Earth was just sort of like there. So they're like, we're gonna send you on a mission as kind of like a an angel in training to go back down to Earth. And there's so many parallels between these two movies. That's, it, like, is, right, that's what I'm saying. Is that like is this <clears> like, <throat> a movie? It's different though, because it's it's a little bit more like the sound of music where like they send her back down to Earth to help, like, a single dad whose wife just died, and, like, his relationship with his kids is all messed up. And she kind of becomes, like, their nanny.
1: I think the common thread of this is Dolly Parton is a motherfucking angel. (laughs) She is. So, I don't know what religion you believe. I believe in Dolly Parton, so... But Dolly Parton's an angel, so...
0: Okay, so yeah, I have not seen that Dolly Parton movie, Christmas in the Square, but I think I'm going to have to. But I feel like I've already seen it because it sounds a whole hell of a lot, like, (laughs) unlikely.
1: Another Christmas movie. Did you see Happiest Christmas?
0: That movie, Happiest Season, right?
1: Happiest Season, yeah. I love that movie. I don't like the title. I'm (laughs) just going to say that. I was just about to say
0: I love the movie and I hate the title. It's so generic and weird. Like why do yeah, they that as the
1: name? It's so generic and weird. I am. Um, I just say like the Kristen Stewart Christmas lesbian Christmas movie. Like that's honestly like happiest season. It just sounds too generic to me. It's too blase. Yeah, it's, everything and nothing at the same time.
0: Right, and like for it, like and the thing that's funny is like it's such a. It's better than you would think it would be. It's a really
1: yeah. good movie. I would highly recommend it. Um it's an emotional journey. It is to me. I was very invested. and I'm not usually a big Kristen Stewart fan, but I really liked her in this movie. yeah, yeah, C-
0: Kristen Stewart's like performance in the film is like really fantastic. Like it really hits the those that like emotional turmoil <clears> to go through when you're with someone and they're really not in it a hundred percent.
1: So for those that don't know, just the general premise is Kristen Stewart's going on a, going to her girlfriend's family's house for Christmas, but on the car ride there, her girlfriend says, I'm not out to my parents. So the whole time you're going to have to pretend to be my roommate. Right.
0: Which isn't a spoiler because
1: it happens in the trailer. <clears throat> it's literally like the first thing that happens yeah and yeah madness ensues which inherently is gay which is inherently gay their Audrey plaza is in it she's gay oh she's great in it too i forgot how she's, amazing. She she's amazing she's amazing Jinx and Ben Kramer are in it, too.
0: They are, which is really funny, because they are... They've kind of become, like, the holiday drag queens. They have. They kind of really like doing Christmassy stuff.
1: And, yeah. I thought it was a beautiful movie. The only thing... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Kristen's girlfriend is a fucking bitch. And I can't stand her. And if I was in that position, I would fucking leave. So does it like? Do you do you feel sort of like you don't really sympathize with like the other character? You just feel like I it's, don't at all. I'm a hundred percent on Christian Stewart's team. You just feel like it's too like
0: it's just too much to ask someone to go to your family and like they're not you're not. Well,
1: asking. it wouldn't. the The problem is. This is the other thing. I, what is the girlfriend's name? Because I don't know because I hate her so much. <laughs> she, it wouldn't have been that bad if, like, she wasn't so mean to Kristen Stewart. Leave, you know Kristen what I mean? leave her alone. Leave her alone. You don't deserve her, Rebecca.
0: <laughs>
1: is that her name? All you want is
0: more, 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 more give me give me more I don't
1: care that your father is a senator or whatever funny because the other thing
0: too is that like the movie is a lot like the birdcage <laughs> Like just in, just in the one element where it's like, for some reason, apparently political families are not allowed to be gay at all because that's the message that films. It's literally
1: just like the birdcage.
0: I mean, there is like, no one pretends to be like, no one pretends to be the mom. Like there's no drag queen in that sense in the movie. Mm -hmm. What
1: were you going to say? The birdcage, that also happens during Christmas.
0: Yeah. Wait, does it? No, it doesn't. I'm pretty
1: sure. Nuh uh. I think it's around Christmas. I don't, maybe I'm making that up, but I remember snow in the senator's house when they go to Florida.
0: Oh. No snow. I thought you were going to say, I thought that you were going to say. <laughs> there was like snow like in the movie, like thinking like, you know, it was taking place where the main characters are, and I was like, well, it's in it's set in Florida, so like it's <laughs> <laughs> You're, like I remember uh, a beautiful snowy abyss. And I was like, The was, main uh,
1: takeaway of the birdcage is if my son raised by two flaming homosexuals. If he came home and ha- been like, you have to pretend to be straight to impress my girlfriend, my girlfriend's parents, I would say, we raised you wrong. <laughs> right. It's offensive. That's offensive to me. Yeah. I would be very dramatic and storm out. And then it'd be like, I'm so disappointed in you. Well, that's great because I think that that's what, um, that's Nathan the healthy Lane, thing. I think that's what
0: Nathan Lane's character actually <laughs> does. I would be Nathan Lane. Well, that'd be weird because I'd be Nathan Lane too. So I don't know. Like w- if we were in the movie, there would just be two Nathan Lanes and like no <laughs> Robin Williams character.
1: <laughs> I think in the context of us, I would be Robin Williams. <laughs> ah. <clears throat> Robin Williams is hot in that movie. Oh, he is so hot in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about daddy. Daddy, on a completely different note, what's your favorite Christmas? We started this podcast with food. We're going to end it with food. What is your favorite Christmas food or Christmas? Like Christmas cookies are a thing. Like what is your go-to meal or drink about Christmas?
0: Okay, so for Christmas, I love a good, like, poinsettia champagne punch. So, like, champagne. Wait. What? I
1: thought poinsettias were poisonous.
0: They are. It's just called a poinsettia because it's red.
1: Oh. Uh... It.
0: So, so, okay, like, so do you know how a mimosa is, like, champagne and orange juice? Mm-hmm. A poinsettia is champagne and cranberry juice, uh, but like a point. But like usually, if you're doing like a punch, like I've made ones before where it was like cranberry juice, pomegranate juice, mint leaves, pomegranate seeds, and champagne and a little bit of vodka. So that, of would course, be-
1: you would add vodka. Well, you
0: might have, like while you're there. It's the Christmas spirit.
1: I mean, it, it is a spirit after all. But I'm. <laughs> What do you think about eggnog? Um, I'm a slut for eggnog. So
0: I like, like, I I like eggnog. But I don't, I, I don't like it alcoholic, though. I don't like alcohol and dairy together in any way, shape, or form. It grosses me out.
1: <laughs> I, I get that.
0: Yeah, because it kind of like it, because as soon as you put alcohol in... Dairy, I'm not, I, I understand that it, that buttermilk tastes different than that, but it, ju- it reminds me of buttermilk. Because alcohol always, always makes the milk get thicker. And it, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I just don't like it.
1: Thicker. Thick and juicy. <laughs> I love how I'm like, what's your favorite Christmas food? And you're like, alcohol. <laughs> you, you said You said drink, too. I know. I said drink.
0: I would say, like, a champagne, like, cranberry juice and or pomegranate juice punch. If you are a, if you, you know, once once the corona's over and, like, we're able to have parties again, it's always very impressive when you have a big, bright, like, cherry red punch bowl with, like, little cranberries floating around in it and you get, like, an ice a bunt pan and fill it with ice and put cranberries in the bottom so that when you flip it over, they're, like, on top like a wreath. It looks oh so God. pretty. And it's really easy. It's just champagne, whatever combination of red juices you like, and then, like, some vodka, and maybe some mint leaves if you want it to taste a little special.
1: So, fantastic. What? We're gonna leave the podcast with this. What do you want for Christmas, Benji?
0: I want a vaccine. No, I was going to say world peace, but like, that's like, that's similar.
1: Girl. What? That's the, that's the, that's the pageant answer. Wait, this isn't a pageant. <laughs> you mean that crown you have is just for decoration? Yeah. Yeah. And that sash that you're wearing that says Miss Oklahoma doesn't actually mean anything.
0: (laughs) You mean I'm not Miss Oklahoma no more?
1: Unfortunately, no.
0: Doesn't that sound like a really good, like, can you imagine if there was a drag film that was about the Miss Oklahoma pageant where (laughs) everyone acted like they weren't drag queens, but like everyone in it was a drag queen. So it would be super campy and like, not aware of itself by by not being aware of itself it would be aware of itself and the movie was called like you mean i'm not miss oklahoma no more and that would be like the name of it how good of like an indie drag movie would that be
1: that would be amazing but you know what i think when you said i'm not when i said miss i'm not miss oklahoma no more i think that should be a tammy Wynette song
0: Oh my god, we are just cranking out the hits, y'all. <laughs> that, like Tammy Wynette I'm not Miss Oklahoma no more. I'm writing it tonight. I'm not
1: That sounds like a Tammy Wynette song.
0: I'm gonna listen to like five Tammy Wynette songs besides Stand by Your Man because Let us know if you want
1: to do a Tammy Wynette review. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> If you like Dolly Parton, look up Tammy Wynette. Yeah, like
0: if you're not familiar with Tammy, Tammy Wynette, please look up
1: Tammy Wynette. She's she's a good old like campy country singer. She's, it's very gay. Like, she's very camp. Yeah, she is.
0: She's a song called D-I-V-O-R-C-E. Mm-hmm. It's like she spells out that they're it's, having a divorce because... It's so good. She doesn't want her kid to know they're having a divorce. Clever.
1: For Christmas, I want... Oh, uh, what do you want for Christmas? I care about oh I want you. <sighs> I want the aliens to finally show themselves. That's <laughs> what I want for Christmas. <laughs> okay, take your mask off. <laughs> Girl, there's been all this speak about the monoliths. Do you know what I mean? Like the monoliths showing up in the desert. And then there's the person in the Israel government talking about how aliens are real. And Donald Trump knows about it. I, For Christmas, I want aliens to show themselves and be a presence.
0: As always. I saw something about, I saw a YouTube video that was like, what's going on with the monoliths? But I didn't know what it was in reference to. Is there something happening with monoliths?
1: Yeah, so there's been, they've been finding these, like, metal, stainless steel-looking, just, like, triangular columns. Yeah. That have just showed up in random places around the world. No way. I'm not even kidding. The famous one was, like, in Utah. Now, Benji's gonna go down the rabbit hole that I went on last night.
0: Why is this happening? You're
1: witnessing it all right now. <laughs> Benji's downfall. Honey, that happened years ago. <laughs> now you're gonna be as crazy as me.
0: No, that could never happen. <laughs> Crazy, I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. Are there any topics we missed? Um, we didn't talk about, um, <laughs> we didn't talk about the Yule cat. <laughs> That's about it.
1: I love a Yule cat. Yeah. Basically. I, I am the Yule cat. Yeah, you are. Basically, there's this cat
0: in Icelandic folklore that is this like giant, like it's not, a, it's not the size of a cat. It's like a giant monster cat that comes around in the wintertime and it will drag children away and eat them if they have old worn out clothes. That's gay. Yeah.
1: Like that's gay. And to make it even this cat clearer, literally shows up on Christmas. It's like, honey, you need to get rid of that old ratty t-shirt because that is not going to work. If you don't get something new, I'm going to eat you. Yeah. I'm going to eat you, grr. Oh, grr. grr. <coughs> Meow. Meow. <laughs> Pussy, puss, puss. <laughs> Someone write a song about the Yule cat. It's already happened. Someone wrote a song about
0: You're it? You're not going to fucking believe it. Bjork has a song about the Yule cat. Oh, my God. What it, is it called? Um, I would have to look it up. So... Basically, it's really funny. So apparently there was a poem that came I don't I'm so bad with years. That's the one thing I always forget to remember about when I do research on stuff. Well, not the only thing, but one of them. and but anyway, like there's a there's a classical poem written about the old cat by an an Icelandic poet and York did a song version of the
1: poem. Oh my God. Well, Björk singing about what's the name of it, so our our so listeners can find.
0: So that. it's in, you know, I mean, this makes a lot of sense. So it's called, um, you know, it's Yule Cat or AKA Christmas Cat, but like in Icelandic. So it's Jóla Katurin. So J O L A K O T T U R I N N or Christmas cat and it's a song about the Yule cat. And I love that. The reason why there's a cultural reason why the thing with the clothes. So the reason why the Yule cat ate children who had worn out clothes was because apparently in Iceland in Iceland's history there's this huge tradition because they don't have a lot of industrialization in Iceland because it's so small there's this huge cultural tradition about like everybody always knits and darns their own clothes. And it was a huge family activity where throughout the year you would be preparing for the harsh, harsh Icelandic winter by helping your family sew and like make garments. And so the idea was that like, if you had shoddy clothes for the winter time, it meant that you weren't helping out your family and that you weren't being like a team player. Wow. So, like, the Yule Cat, it was kind of seen as, like, a, you know, as a horror story for kids about, like, you know, if you're a selfish little brat and you don't pull your weight, you'll be, like, punished. So, it has this big, you know, it's, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, it could, I don't want to say it could only exist in Iceland, but, like, it's very specifically tied to, like, a cultural, something of cultural importance to them.
1: yeah ah. meow meow so listen to the song y'all yeah Jol, Jol-, Jol- Turin y'all you heard it here well on that note make sure you sew a garment or the giant cat will eat you and have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. Yeah,
0: happy Holidays,
1: everyone. Thank you for listening. I'm Benji. And I'm Kim Petrus. And I just fucked your boyfriend. Whoop! Uh, <laughs> bye-bye.